Hello and welcome to the new episode of Global Shapers Knees podcast. Today you're going to talk about art therapy. Our team is honored to introduce Sharon who is a mental health professional and a certified art therapist. She's going to help us get acquainted to mental well-being through art and how to benefit from art therapy. The session is being moderated by our beloved shaper Safa. Happy listening. to learn more about art therapy. Uh, I'll start with presenting myself. My name is Sefa. I'm the current president of Toastmasters Nice, which is a public speaking club bilingual here in Nice, and also a very happy Nice Hub shaper. I'm excited about all the amazing conversations we'll have today with Sharon. So Sharon, could you please introduce yourself? Thank you Safar thank you so much for um you know all of your words i think everybody is so um encouraged by just being here today and just hoping to learn something even me uh, as you asked the questions is where i would learn something more um hey everyone sharon here i am a mental health professional i go by the title as a psychologist a counseling psychologist and i am certified as an art therapist um super passionate about what i do and uh, i currently have my own practice over to you safa wow. so let's continue sharon could you please um explain just give us an overview of what therapy and mental health is like just in in general what what is it okay um wow that's a very vast question but i'm going to try and concise it as much as i can um i think uh what mental health is all about or what it blankets is just you know as simple as uh health of the mind okay that's the as simple as you know it gets but why is it so important or rather in my opinion why is mental health such a big deal today is is that i'm sure most of you agree that no one's going to be okay to do anything or even function well if your mind is not okay right like it's so important to be so healthy mentally emotionally physically and all of these are linked to mental health you know to be able to function well in life so i think just mental health in in general um is just health of mind you know as long as your mind is healthy everything else should be okay So it's a very, very important topic, and today we're speaking about something even more specific, which is art therapy, which is something like very, very specific. Now, oh, wow, there's super nice uh, <laughs> questions here. Um, you can explain to us art therapy directly, like what, how does it differ from actually other forms of um, of therapy? and if it's possible is there like any ideal of age groups i don't know if this applies actually to any uh, age group okay so let me just begin about therapy right so normal therapy works usually as a verbal conversation uh therapy is great when um you know when you need 
you know personally i think everyone should need therapy i think everyone should go have that space to kind of talk it out vent it out even if they don't have a specific problem um i've been practicing for the last 6 years and i really think that um even when i first started out i used to wonder um oh man what do i what do i go into therapy and talk about you know but then i realized that um it really doesn't have to be a specific agenda i think just talking to somebody as a mental health professional kind of gives you uh, a little bit of light shed into areas that you you suddenly you know are forced to reflect on and say hey maybe there's something here and i need to fix it um i think just um what art therapy in in specific is um is just that um Art therapy is an expressive form of therapy which differs from uh, the usual therapy. So usual therapy is just, you know, verbal conversations, there's a lot of communication that happens with the client and therapist. But what happens to the people who can't express verbally? What happens to the people who are resistant to talking or find it really hard to talk uh, about certain things? And most of us would agree we we've come there. You know, we've come to that point where we get super afraid of being vulnerable. We get so scared of saying the things that we need to say sometimes. And um and it's difficult. And I think at that time expressive therapy works so beautifully because so art art therapy comes under expressive therapy therapy and what this is is that it's a non-verbal narrative therapy right so it gives you a non-verbal platform to kind of express yourself anyway you know whether you sometimes when we can't use words we use color we use art we use sketching we use sculpting you know so art therapy is just not uh concise to one thing it just it's a lot of forms of different um therapeutic uh you know uh, mediums and and modes where you you are kind of expressing with your hands you're expressing with your fingers you're expressing with color you're expressing with a lot of different mediums so that's what art therapy is about it's for the ones who are afraid to really talk about things it's for the ones that cannot verbally express and it's it works so beautifully for um for the ones who find it difficult to talk about things that are difficult for them this beautiful like just freeing of like not having to put the words in the right words like no, there's no right answer that like, i find that super beautiful and i i i wonder so what kind of issues like you can work through thanks to art therapy is it like for example like stress or like um other type of mental uh sure. disease like depression sure uh stepa before we go into the you know into what you just asked you also asked me what age group um you know are these um uh are these uh is art therapy useful for so when i when i think about age group you know um art therapy originated long 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 back right from inscriptions on um pyramids to like inscriptions on you know um stone the stone era a lot of people used to just have art all over to uh kind of express or like ingrain some things that talked about history and talked about what happened or what's happening in the current world and so on and so forth so um it's something that has been practiced for a very long time now in the age group um 
when we look at children so as young as kids and how they express sometimes we 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 see kids who doodle or scribble on the walls or they really like to like sketch or paint because they they express so much more beautifully uh with their doodles or their scribbling rather than actually having things to say at that time because as kids maybe they don't have all the words to say it so if you give them a sheet of paper and say hey why don't you draw something for me you'll actually know what they want to say or how, what they're feeling right now you know so there's honestly i don't see, in my opinion there's not a particular age group that kind of you know needs um art as a therapy i think everybody kind of just um you know uh can engage in art therapy they can completely engage in art therapy and i think uh there's not really a fixed age group for it now when it comes to 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 certain problems or certain issues uh such as stress art definitely works with stress it helps with anger management it helps with um you know just um you know uh, your menial everyday stress to anger to just managing your emotions to even the most serious clinical cases such as autism or dementia or alzheimers and so on and so forth you know those are the bigger uh, and depression you know clinically diagnosed depression so what art does is um like i said it's a nonverbal platform right so in this nonverbal platform the clients have a way to kind of sculpt or do art in a way that they take whatever they're feeling the all the negative stuff and make something beautiful out of it right to kind of to kind of then understand that hey i can control this because it's now tangible sometimes a lot of what we're feeling a lot of what we're expressing is all in the mind it's it's so unta- we we can't control we think we can't control it because it's so it's not tangible right but the second it becomes tangible which is your piece whether it's sketching or 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 color therapy or it's sculpting uh, or it's clay making or whatever thing that you're working with becomes something that's tangible you also have a control over what you make right so in turn you get a control over how you feel so uh i've seen this work with my clients i've seen it really transform a lot of things and do a lot more strength to endure the kind of trauma or pain or whatever they're going through i hope i answered something there you answered it beautifully thank you um now i can always believe that there are people that are not very confident um Uh, drawing that there are no Picasso or Dali and uh, they might feel just so is it for any level of like is it for sure. anybody and another point is how will it be analyzed uh, is it the colors is it the shape what happened there sure um i think it's a it, i think it's a very common notion that people don't engage in art therapy because they're like oh no i'm not good at drawing oh no i don't want to do this so they tend to do that and they get resistant to doing it but what they don't what art therapy is it's not about your artistic ability at all okay let me repeat that it's not you don't have to be an artist at all to engage in art therapy it's just it's not even about what comes out of it it's 
the once you finish your piece however it looks like whatever the colors you use the therapist then kind of asks you the questions to kind of understand why did you pick this color why did you pick this shape what does this abstract mean to you you know it's about the questioning that then follows the artwork it, it doesn't have to be perfect it doesn't have to be a certain way it is exactly what it's meant to be from what you create you know you don't have to have a structure it's not something that needs to be so perfect at all for that answer um now i can always like all the benefits that we get um from our therapy but i know that there's there are people that would think that our therapy would be expensive so how expensive is it and therapy in general and is there any way of actually being able to do our therapy like ourselves at home with friends with family Um, do you have any tips on that? Uh absolutely. I think art, I think art in general is an expressive uh, I mean expensive uh, mode of uh, you know um creativity. It everything about it is expensive. Um but um when it comes to art therapy it really depends on the therapist, uh, how many years of expertise, how many years of uh you know experience and so on and so forth. So it might can, it can get expensive. I don't really know a range for sure, but it kind of varies with different therapists and their years of experience. Uh but definitely an activity you can do at home with friends with family. It's something that everybody can engage in. I think something that comes to my is um i remember there was this time when i um when i was watching some a uh, movie i don't remember which one but there was this so even just you know when you're really angry or when you're really like upset about something just having a canvas and filling these balloons with color you know paints right and then you tie the balloons right you, like the balloons is just tied the paint is filled inside they're tied and you just dart them into the canvas like you stick them on the canvas and then you just dart them you know with um darts and whatever flows down is the color that kind of just flows into the canvas you know so there's so many activities that you can just do at home um it's so it's so therapeutic as a family to do something like that it's very stress relieving it brings people together it kind of just makes you express with each other it's happy it's fun um colors always have an impact on the mind um it kind of just releases a lot of emotions each color kind of for so what's beautiful about this is everybody's so different everybody's so unique and how each person can just relate with one color is okay you know to me blue means calm or it means oh, i'm really peaceful right now blue to somebody else could mean something else you know so it it just depends on how you kind of sit together and kind of just explore that even just sitting together in a park having canvases or just sheets of paper or just color pencils or just anything would would work you know it's just a it's just a release basically so it is at the reach of everyone and we can express through different ways perfect um how how would i know so sure how would i know that our therapy would be something that is going to answer my need and how can i guide someone like a friend or a sibling um if i feel that our therapy might help them sure 
I think it's always nicer when you try it first. I think just kind of exploring it for ourselves is 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 uh, a way to then kind of express it, you know, express how you feel with you know with someone who's new to it, right? Um it's always beautiful to experience it for ourselves then tell someone else about it, right? So even when you if there's a day when we're sad or when we're angry or upset about something if we can just sit down and kind of just doodle or we can just splash paints on a canvas or splash paints on a sheet of paper and just go like hey this feel, this color means this right now like i'm feeling this right now and um just kind of expressing yourself with with the colors or with the sketch that you're doing or if you find yourself sketching something and you realize oh why did i sketch this like just to kind of get into that space of understanding okay why am i doing this like is is there something that i'm trying to like think about is there something that i'm trying to like you know uh, is this on my mind So it could be like I said it's so subjective it's a very unique experience for everybody um some people are good with their hands and their fingers some people just want to you know you can just throw things and like I said you know put a canvas put balloons that are full of color just stick them onto the canvas and just dot them um whatever you feel like you know whatever your comfort zone is sometimes people like to to do kind of play with clay like kids they like to play with clay they like to do pottery they like to get messy and when they get messy it's something that um they just you know they're so easy to uh, express themselves and they get happy and it's okay you know um so just having those things i think that's um, yeah and then telling someone else hey this is what i've experienced why don't you try it it's so much easier you've you've given us um so many uh, examples like of uh, of types of art therapy but i want to know how does a session of art therapy look like sure um very subjective again you know um it's going to be difficult for me to kind of explain but uh maybe say for example if i had a client that's going through stress or if um there's a family issue right um i'm just going to get real <laughs> i hope that's okay um if there's a family issue and um i feel like my client needs to kind of understand the perspective or he or she is not able to explain this to me um and i'm just going to say hey why don't you draw me a family portrait you know so uh sometimes they'll just draw stick figures of each of their family and i'm just going to ask them okay who is this okay why is why is this person standing next to this person okay why is this person holding his hand but the other person is not holding his hand you know there's just so many things that that can come up in this uh, conversation so um art therapy can look like a uh, very specific to the need and to the issue that's right in front of me if the person is you know uh if i feel like art therapy would work best for the person who can't really talk about it like i said usually um it's for the if i i take on art therapy for specific people who who find it difficult to express themselves verbally right so i think that's the main crux but what it looks like even if it's just for a fun session it just involves a lot of um colors it involves a lot of maybe if if not colors it involves a lot of sketching and usually an art therapy session is usually done with the therapist and the client together you know they kind of engage in it together and um it it just creates a lot of bond it creates a lot of alliance there's a lot of trust um so it just looks um very specific to the client and what she or he needs from that session Thank you so much Sharon. 
Um, we have five uh, minutes, um, so let's deep dive into the uh, the questions of um, Jenny. Jenny asked, um, what are some examples of prompts that your patients find most powerful? Do you ever do group art therapy and how does group versus individual therapy differ? Okay, um, so as of now, I haven't done group. Uh, because it's a lot more challenging to do group therapy because of the COVID. So as much as I started two years ago, I couldn't have, I didn't have the opportunity uh, from where I am to kind of have a group. But I've always wanted to do a group therapy session in a park where everybody has their materials given to them and they just go all out. Um, prompts. Uh, I, I kind of always give uh, art therapy uh, that's combined with music. So music kind of evokes a lot of emotions. So even while you paint or you're sculpting or you're doing some sense of art, if you have music to go along with it, that those are my prompts, okay? Um, but each therapist is different. Um, for me, it's music. I kind of combine the two um, because I really feel like both of them are very powerful tools of healing and non like uh, a non-verbal uh, expressive narrative so it's it's just beautiful when you can combine uh, maybe something to evoke those emotions and um and yeah but individual therapy is more personal there's a lot more personal prompts there's a lot more um questioning um there's a lot more Oh, why do you think you used that color or why do you think you drew that right now what are you feeling right now so th those are the prompts that i would usually kind of have with my client on a on an individual basis Jenny, i hope that you're in as uh, answered well the, the the question um Farouk also asked question from nice uh when someone is undergoing art therapy how <laughs> do you approach the diagnosis do you provide them a hypothetical scenarios and ask them to draw something? Uh, so um, as a counseling psychologist, I don't do diagnosis, but um, I'm, I'm not sure exactly how you wanted the you know, answer, but I'm going to try and uh, get. So in like I said, you know, as, as, as I get to know my client, so the first session will never be diving into art therapy it's always going to be a session where I get to know my client and what the need is for therapy or, how, or what is the issue uh, that my client is coming in with kind of understanding whether he can benefit from um, having his uh, problem kind of be taken already on an art therapy base. Okay, some some people they take a longer time to kind of open up to ideas that involve um, their hands or their dexterity or like wanting to get comfortable with with doing something with the therapist. So it just depends on that. No, I don't ask them to just draw something uh, out of scenarios. I think I for me it's understanding their problem, getting to know if hey. Um, will this work for them? Sometimes I do family portraits in terms of um, um, if you're if if everybody if you could pick animals for each member of the family, draw them out, you know, and then tell me strengths and weaknesses, right? So it could be funny, it could be fun, it could just kind of understand like where the strengths and weaknesses. Why am I scared of this particular person at home? Why am I? Why do I feel controlled by this particular person at home? So. It, it just depends on the situation. It depends on the problem. It depends on how I would like to talk about all of these things. 
completely different. Um, I, again, another question from Barb is, do you think that graffiti art is a form of art therapy and the way these artists express themselves in a rebellious way? Oh my God, such a beautiful question. I really hope I could uh, answer this as much as I'd want to, but um, I think graffiti, every time I see it, it's 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 definitely an, a form of expression. I think it's something to just really be loud about, can be of to fight for something, can be in, you know, a, a rebellious nature, uh, just to kind of uh, rebel against something that's you know against the person and so on and so forth i think it's definitely a form of expressive therapy yes i think it helps them kind of just have a voice in a larger sense for sure um shizara asked how do you choose the ways to express so that it adapts to the person how do you know if drawing is right or another type of art is the best way to express Sure, thank you so much for that question. I think um, I think that's the tricky part. Um, it's always based on trial and error. Like if you, you if you kind of lay out the cards where the person's just allowed to choose from what mediums they want to kind of go into, I think that's easier for you to understand what's the most comfortable. Now, sometimes when a, when, when a patient chooses one form and then says, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not really working well with this form, she or he is free to try anything else, you know? Um, I, I never believe in structuring something or just being rigid in one form of art therapy. I think it's so beautiful when the client can be comfortable in exploring what works for him or her specifically. Cool. Uh, Sharon, may I ask you, what is like the takeaway point? If we should take like any, like what some, like just one thing from the entire conversation that we had, what would it be? Um, Wow, <laughs> but I'm just gonna. I'm gonna tell you the main thing that I always tell my clients. Um, it's so important to know what fills you uh, as a person. Okay, it's so important to know what fills your cup, so that you can be a better individual for everybody else. So that you can love some, you know, everybody else. You need to first take care of what's within you and inside of you. And whether it's mentally, emotionally, it's so important to know that we need a full cup to fill someone else, to pour into somebody else. If we're empty, we're never going to be able to pour into somebody else. So I think just knowing how to do that, whether it's loving yourself by, by taking care of yourself, by uh, you know, taking care of your mind, heart, bo body, and soul. Just knowing that, hey, this is what works for me. This is why I need to like, fix certain areas of my life or like just mend some places that are damaged or broken. It's important because I always believe that hurt people hurt people, right? And it's so important that we fill ourselves with to be able to be the best versions of ourselves for other people around us. So, so, so beautiful. Thank you, Sharon, for sharing all this knowledge, your expertise. Uh, I've learned so much. I hope you all learned a lot with us uh, today. Thank you, Sharon, for being you, for sharing all of these. Um, and looking forward to our next session for the workshop. Right, Sharon, if you would like to, to follow you, um, you have an Instagram account, you have 
anywhere yeah. where you could share and follow you? Yes, I do. I I do have a professional page on uh, LinkedIn. I do have a page on Instagram and Facebook. It's called Set Free Mind. Um, please uh, feel free to reach out to me personally, even if you require sessions or anything. Yes, please feel free to follow the pages and um, yeah, view the content that's on it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. So. Thanks all for coming. Uh, bon appétit for the ones that are in our same um, time zone. Be kind to yourself and be kind to everybody around. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.